Today we're going to talk about four keys to help you grow in your leadership. Are you ready? Because it's time. You're listening to the Church Digital Sidekick Podcast, part of the TCD Podcast Network. Hey heroes, my name is Tom Pounder and this is the Church Digital Sidekick Podcast. This is the podcast where I bring on ministry leaders and we talk about how you can do ministry more effectively in this very digital and online world. And today I'm excited to have my friend Christopher Wesley back. Christopher and I have known each other for a really long time, and he's been doing a lot of leadership development, leadership formation stuff with what he's doing in his life, but also what he's doing to help other people. And so today I brought him on to talk about four keys that he really focuses on to help you grow as a leader. Four different keys, four different areas that you can focus on. And I found that really, really helpful, so I think you'll find it helpful as well. But before we get into the interview, I do want to highlight the church.digital. At the church.digital, we have stuff for metaverse, digital ministry, and all digital ministry. We are your online hub where you can get all the great tips, tools, and resources to help you grow in your online ministry, no matter what kind of online ministry you're talking about. Again, whether it's metaverse or whether it's just strictly online or digital in some ways. We've got blogs, we've got podcasts, we've got resources, we've got coaching, we've got cohorts. We've got it all. So check out the church.digital, especially if you've never checked it out today. I know you're going to be blessed because of it. All right. So you ready to get in the interview with Christopher Wesley? I am too. Let's get in the interview right now. All right. With me right now is Christopher Wesley, my friend, my Baltimore friend, Christopher Wesley. Um, it's it's been a minute. It's good to see you, my friend, or or talk to you at least. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I've been good. I've been good. It, it's been it's been a little bit of time. It seems like every time we catch up and podcast a little bit, we're in different stages of the sports scenes, you know. Mm-hmm. And so now you got your Yankees struggling to get into the playoffs right now, although they've been uh, playing better. <laughs> excuse me, my Yankees aren't struggling. If we're talking about teams who are struggling, how about your Cowboys? That's all I gotta say. <laughs> so true. you know, that is yeah. True. <laughs> Yeah, all I gotta say is I can't wait till uh, next week when the G-Men play your uh, Cowboys. And yeah, well, uh, yeah, it's gonna be a disaster. I've already given up on the Cowboys. It's only after <laughs> week one that I've given up on the Cowboys because they looked bad even when Dak Prescott was playing. So I was like, mm. we're we're not gonna be good. Fair enough. Fair enough. But yeah. <laughs> well, Chris, you've been on my podcast number of times, numerous times, too many times to count. Um, but just in case somebody doesn't know who you are and haven't heard you on the podcast before, share with them who you are and what you do. Sure. Uh, my name is Christopher Wesley, and I am founder of an organization called Marathon Youth Ministry. And our pure focus is to help ministry leaders rediscover their joy. And we do that through coaching, through cohorts and, uh, and content, a variety of different content, uh, mainly uh, uh, the blog. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just have been doing that for almost six years now. Um, in addition to that, I work in a local church. Um, you know, something that has changed, even if people are familiar with me is now I oversee, um, children's youth and adult formation in, in the Catholic church that I'm a part of, or as I like to say, diaper to diaper, uh, ministry. So, um, <laughs> Wow, that's 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 a great way to phrase it, Chris. <laughs> it sounds better than cradle the grave. I mean, cr- cradle the grave sounds a little bit more morbid with the grave part. So I just figured diaper to diaper, you know. So yeah, yeah, that's good. Okay, now I've got a, just a whole different thought in my. <laughs> Maybe we should that's, talk about that today. Well, that's what happens when youth ministers take over children's and adult ministry, right? They they bring it with them. So yeah. Well, I mean, let's talk about that for a quick second. The yeah. Youth ministers usually take over 
like they'll do family ministry type of thing, although grow into something different, or as in the case recently in the past few years, youth ministers also been in charge of online ministry. But what got you into the full aspect of diaper to diaper, let's just say, you know? Yeah. So um, we're going to have a lot of fun with that, but uh, yeah. So basically like a lot of churches, we had a huge amount of turnover um, in staff and um, I don't know about other churches, but we really did struggle to fill positions. Yeah. And it brought us to a certain point where we really had to restructure what we were doing. And um, instead of trying to find the traditional youth minister and children's minister, um, and we looked at, okay, what happens if I oversee all of formation, all of our discipleship? So from kids, adults, and, and uh, kids to adults. And um, uh, we, we have uh, a woman named Catherine who's on staff and she's in charge of our adult discipleship um, and formation. And then, uh, you know, we had a couple of other part-time staff here, but instead what we looked to do is we hired someone who would help us with sacramental prep, you know, cause we're a Catholic church. And then we hired someone who uh, her main role is to help us with onboarding, recruiting, and training our volunteers. And so in my position, I it's technically director of formation ministries. Mm -hmm. um, and what I've mainly been doing is working with um, our uh, church members to run the minist uh, ministry for youth, for children's, um, almost like at a volunteer level. But now I have the centralized staff that helps with the development of those volunteers, so the formation of those volunteers. Yeah. So in, in a sense, they're not siloed anymore. You've got them all under wraps and you're really working to, to bring a unity there. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's going a little bit beyond just the family ministry aspect, right? It, it, it really is talking about, okay, we're not just talking about parents when we talk about adults, we're talking about adults, um, single adults, um, empty nesters, widows, widowers, you know, uh, divorcees, whatever it might be. And so it really helps us to sort of develop that discipleship pipeline, right? What is it that we want everyone to know? And what is it that we want them to do? Yeah. And, um, and, and, and then what we've done is kind of then broken up even our children's and youth ministry into like three to four year stages. So, um, you know, we have everything before pre-K. Um, then we have the pre-K kind of years, you know, almost like a two to four year olds. And then we have K through second, third through fifth, middle school, high school is a four year, college is a four year. And then even in the adulthood, kind of looking at you know, uh, depending on, you know, single, married, and, and everything like that, but um, breaking it down into stages, but how does it all fit together in one pipeline? Yeah, wow, that's awesome. That's great. Well, listen, I'm, I'm excited for you. I'm excited that this is kind of a great opportunity for you, um, and uh, it kind of it shows that, you know, and again, this is what I see from your blog, uh, because I am a reader of your blog. It's great stuff, and I love following you along with things. But again, it's, you've become quite a, a leader. You've broadened yourself out with in your leadership skills. You weren't just a youth minister. You were just a youth minister at one point, but then you continue to invest in yourself and grow as a leader. And then now you're overseeing all this at, at your church. And I think that's awesome, which leads us into what we're going to talk about today, leadership formation. Uh, you, Definitely. You, you have a ton of great content, and we're going to talk about that later but Marathon Youth Ministry is your your stuff. But you don't just write about youth ministry stuff. You write, uh, you've got a lot of great leadership stuff on there that covers all, no matter what ministry you're in. So let's talk about leadership formation and why are you, let's just start over. Why are you passionate about it? Well, you know, honestly, it's all tied to some of the recent changes that I've gone through because um, 
I have no problem with people who are career youth ministers or things along those lines. In fact, I think like in a way, um, you know, to maintain that over the years is going to take some kind of reinventing yourself, changing things along those lines. Right. Um, but also at the same time, maybe you're God's calling you into something different, whether it's moving from youth ministry to another ministry, or maybe in my situation, right, taking on more responsibility and going up into a leadership role. Regardless, I think one of the most important aspects to staying in ministry for the long haul is your formation. Now, um, when I talk about formation, some people might call it discipleship, um, but really, I think it's a little bit more than just discipleship. And so let me explain that. Uh, when I'm talking about formation and, and in the Catholic church, especially with uh, seminary and training, they believe in these four pillars of formation. And there's a document called Coworkers in the Vineyard that discusses this. And those four pillar, uh, pillars are spiritual. So spiritual formation, meaning like kind of like your discipleship, um, your prayer life, reading scripture, retreats, things like that. You know, so how are you investing in your personal relationship with Jesus Christ and, and, and with God? Then there's the... Um, intellectual formation right and that's kind of like uh going back and, and getting um a degree uh whether it's your mdiv or um you know uh taking courses to learn more about the theology of uh your your church and and, and your faith uh there's the pastoral um formation and that's more of like the uh how do you if you're a youth minister how do you talk with teens like um you know what's what's creating a sustainable structures things along those lines um, and then there's the human formation. And that's something that we at Marathon actually specialize in. And that's like the, how do we, how do we treat one another with the love of Jesus Christ? So conflict management, communication skills, management skills, things along those lines. And so, um, uh, you know, if you're engaging in formation in those four areas, um, that's really going to help you be the ministry leader or, or not just the ministry leader, but the, the leader that God is calling you to be. And uh, so not only are we investing in that through Marathon Youth Ministry, but I, I'm investing in that personally because, you know, hey, that's that's what's helped me adapt and grow through everything that's been thrown at us uh, these last couple of years. Yeah, I, I love how you broke that down into those four different levels. And I think, honestly, when I look at leadership development and leadership formation, I do think a lot of us, we focus on the first two you know, and we don't focus on the pastoral or the human factor as much. And I, I do think, and this is just my own personal opinion, I don't have stats to back this up, but this is what I'm seeing is that we have fewer pastors lately or pastoral people, and we have more leaders. We don't have as many pastors. And I think investing in that pastorally is a really important aspect that you can focus on and grow. How do you talk to whoever you're talking to how can you empathize with someone how can you kind of really effectively communicate um and then i love about the the human factor so let's talk about those last two a little bit more talk a little bit more about each of those yeah definitely definitely um first i i, I think it's important that we're always recognizing that we're in need of all four areas of formation but that god's going to call us into heavier like um like focuses on, on those. And so just a quick example, I, I just got done with grad school. So I'm all intellectually formed out, right. Um, in that regards. Um, but yeah, for pastoral, um, that that's like the skill of how do you become a better, you know, youth minister, children's minister, um, you know, even if you're uh, a business manager or 
you know, in maintenance or AV, whatever your role might be on the church staff, right? So um, how are you doing that? So a couple of ways that you can um, uh, grow in that area is obviously books and podcasts, you know, such as this and, um, you know, engaging in those areas, but also um, connecting in networks with other like-minded or people, you know, peer groups, yeah. Um, whether it's a cohort or whether it's just a, a local network of, hey, here are the other youth ministers, here are the other children's ministers in my area. I'm just going to connect with them and be that iron that sharpens iron, iron um, you know, Facebook groups, things along those lines, um, uh, going to conferences, obviously. So I feel like there's a lot that we do know of that is available to us in church world. Human formation, I think, is a little well, bit tougher, but yeah. Let me interrupt you real quick. I, I think yeah. you're right on on that uh, because, again, part of the reason why um, I started Digital Bootcamp Facebook group is because I wanted to bring people together so we could learn together. And mm. I think there's real value in being a part of that. And again, as I've transitioned from student ministry into more of online ministry and digital ministry, my peer groups have shifted a little bit. There's still some groups that I've connected with and whatnot, and they're good to bounce ideas off of. But in reality is I have a different peer group now and I got to grow in that area. So being associated with a cohort, like you talked about and what you guys offer at Marathon Youth Ministry, but also being a part of Facebook groups or listening to the blogs, those are great ways to, to grow pastorally. Well, and I think a lot of us experienced that right during the pandemic, you know, I, I remember <laughs> I was like, thank God I know Tom, because with the digital ministry, which I helped out with at our church, it was kind of like, now I have to go from talking to a bunch of youth ministers, to finding men and women who have this expertise. And, and so knowing people in the field, and, and here's another just form of uh, formation, and just picking up the phone and being like, hey, Tom, how did you set up your, you know, your live stream? Or, you know, how did you... Um, uh, you know, configure the cameras or, you know, whatever um, it might be. And so as much as YouTube and Google can help us figure some stuff out, having the human element um, in that pastoral formation in any of the four pillars really um, helps us combat that isolation that we're going to feel. Because uh, I know, you know, I've talked about this before. We've been in those scenarios or the situations where, it feels so overwhelming and having that human person there to accompany us and help us grow is, is so key. Um, but yeah, easy ways, read some blogs, um, buy a book, um, you know, uh, listen to some podcasts, um, a little bit more uh, time, but definitely worth it is getting into some kind of cohort or networking group. Yeah. Again, you and I have been a part of different cohorts and networking groups and I don't think either one of us would say, man, that was a waste of time. Oh, never, never. Yeah, yeah. Right, especially if you're leading it, man. Especially oh, man, stop it, stop it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's, um, let's get into the other one. Yeah, and um, it, it's funny because I usually do brush through the other three pillars because, as I said, uh, human formation is our bread and butter at Marathon. Um, and, you know, I don't know about you, Tom, but I've met too many people who have left ministry because of some kind of human element that could have easily been resolved, right? Uh, whether it was a hurt feeling, whether it was miscommunication, uh, whether it was just poor management skills of their own time, um, just kind of burning out on that. And having suffered my own burnout, um, you know, it was definitely something where I was like, all right, how do I improve in this? And so, I mean, I, I think I could give you a whole podcast series 
on human formation, but here are a couple of like elements that I think are important. I mean, one, again, there are workshops, there are books, there are podcasts out there. Um, anything from like a Dr. Brene Brown to Simon Sinek, Patrick Lencioni sort of thing. There's a lot of great content on uh, out there on human formation and even stuff from the church too. Like, let's not forget about sacred scripture, right? Uh, in the Bible, there's plenty on there. <laughs> Just a sermon on the Mount, uh, let alone, right? There's a lot in there um, already. But uh, I, I think like in addition to reading and listening to podcasts, um, there's a couple of other things that I think that are important. I, I think one, um, belonging to a networker cohort definitely helps with that. Uh, going to some workshops. Um, there, there isn't a lot out there in church world, but um, I know having a wife in human resources, um, she's pointed me to a couple of different um, resources out there. Uh, um, years ago, I used to go to uh, this thing called Fred Pryor seminars where... Um, you know, you, you, I, I'd be the only ministry leader there. Everyone else would be in like medical field or small business. And it's like how to, you know, manage a staff, right? Even if you're only managing volunteers, you need to take one of these courses because, right, we all face like firing a volunteer, reassigning them and stuff like that. It's applicable whether you pay them or not. Um, the other part of it too is looking at your schedule, right? Your time management. Are you, uh, are you just going off of your phone or do you have like... Uh, you know, a, a journal or a planner that helps you manage your time. Um, I think another thing, and this might be a little bit hard for people to talk about, but I'm pretty open about it is, you know, therapy. Therapy is, is huge in that regards. Um, you know, I'm in therapy and um, whether it's the church that drove me there or just family or whatever, it, it all depends on the week. But, um, you know, I think uh, having, uh, whether it's a therapist, a counselor, um, you know, a mentor, a coach, someone you can go to, to kind of hash out the things going on in your mind and your heart um, are key. And, and I think that's in addition to like a spiritual director or a, a spiritual accountability partner. I think those are two separate things and we can't confuse those. Um, and, and to rely on one person to do both would be very, very difficult. So nothing against spiritual counselors or, or anything like that. I think that's a whole different need. Um, but I think it's really important for us to focus on these things because, you know, um, a lot of the stuff that we're dealing with, whether it's the um, diversity and inclusion, racism, women's rights, you know, things along those lines, just bad behavior that's happening in church world as well as out is because we haven't taken the time to become better humans. Yeah. Listen, you're right on. And again, I think you and I have talked about this before, but again, I've been in therapy. I go back to a counselor occasionally when I need to really debrief something, really process something. And again, someone who, who has no association with my church whatsoever, right. this is someone completely different because I need to be able to be safe in what I share and know, know that it, someone's given me really honest feedback and encouragement on it. And so I'm, I'm right there. And again, I think, I, I hope we're past the stage of you're feeling embarrassed to go to therapy um, because I, I like to encourage that to tell everybody, and it shouldn't be me. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a pastoral person. I can listen to you. I can encourage you. I can support you. But I am not a counselor who knows how the human body works and, and all this stuff. I can. There's only so much I can encourage you with. It really should be someone outside of that. I agree 100%. And you know, the only reason that I know I bring that up cautiously is you, you see some of the professional athletes in the last you know, couple of years, like whether it's Simone Biles or 
um, you know, uh, just people coming out saying that they have these emo- and the stigma that's still there. It's it, it's it's a little sad that that's still there. But yeah, yeah I, I think the more that we can invest in ourselves, right? And I, I forget if it was Andy Stanley. I'm sure he said, but a bunch of people said, if we're going to pour into other people's cups, we're going to have to make sure that we're allowing God and others to pour into our cup, right? We can't lead on empty. And as cliche as that might sound, it's something that can never be overstated. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I would definitely stress that for for anyone who's listening to this. Yeah, that, that's great. Well, this is awesome, man. Um, how else would you encourage people as they're looking to invest in themselves and grow as a as a leader? What what else would you encourage them with? Yeah. So just to jump to some of the other formation aspects, you know, spiritual formation, like it is something we focus a lot on, but I feel like sometimes we focus a lot on other people. If you're a youth minister or a marriage, uh, in marriage ministry or family ministry, just because you're leading a retreat doesn't mean you're going on retreat. So we've got to find retreats for ourselves. I think that's important. Um, spiritual directors as well. Um, uh, you know, uh, uh, not being afraid once in a while to go to another church to worship you know, just to get a little bit of that break and, and recognize like, oh yeah, like <laughs> I don't have to worry about so-and-so's parents or Mr. and Mrs. So-and-so tapping me on the shoulder to ask me about what that was that our pastor just said or did, you know, um, I think that's important. Um, and yeah, as someone who just got out of grad school and listen, I'm not looking back, going back to school for another 20 years, but I would say, um, you know, don't be afraid to pursue some higher learning. Um, even if it's not in um, theology, but just a, a chance to really test and push yourself. Because again, that's a episode for another time, but uh, just a lot that's been learned in, in, in the last two years. Well, and, and true to the fact that hopefully your, your church has some money set aside that you can do some continuing education so mm-hmm. you can invest in yourself. Again, it's not always the case. I know there's some smaller churches out there or whatever size church that they, they don't invest that much. But again, go, go to your church and ask them to take a class. I know I took some master level classes. I never finished it, but I really benefited so much from learning more when I took those classes and, and it was continuing education. And again, a lot of other um, organizations do this. Teachers are investing in continuing education. Other businesses are taking classes. So this is a natural thing. You're continuing your learning so that you can share that knowledge, hopefully with other people as well. Well, and I'll add to that. Just another thing too, is if you're a smaller church or even a big church and you're struggling to hire more people, uh, look at the money that you do have and say like, okay, well, how can I invest more in the people that I do have? And so if you invest in people's professional development or formation, you'll get a lot more out of them because then you're, you're helping them grow stronger and bigger with that. So this is great. Well, Chris is great encouragement here. I love these four levels that you included. Um, Talk to me a little bit about marathon youth ministry. How do you help? Are you just only helping youth ministers or do you have other stuff as well that you're helping? No, we're, we're doing more than uh, that. Uh, we're, we're working with anyone who is in uh, those formation ministries that I was talking about before. So discipleship or catechetical ministries, as we see in the Catholic Church. And, and so uh, we're, we're there to help people, um, again, grow and um, just uh, uh, develop as, as leaders. And so, um, you know, a couple of ways that they can do that is the freeway is the blog, just going and subscribing there. Actually, in, next month um, or in the month of October, we're going to be... Uh, 
releasing a premium newsletter and everything with uh, some some bonus content and everything there. Um, and then we've got our cohorts. And anytime someone just wants to set up, whether it's a one-on-one coaching call, like a one-time coaching gig or a reoccurring coaching, uh, we'll do everything from helping them uh, grow in uh, their um, their leadership um, or, you know, again, going back to that human formation, help them, uh, uh, again, as managers and leaders in, in, that, in that regards. And so to do that, just go to marathonyouthministry.com. Uh, we're on Instagram and Facebook uh, at, at Marathon Youth Ministry. Um, and uh, Tom knows how to find me on Twitter, although I'm not there much these days. So, yeah. Yes, but it, it's good. So, yeah, I'll, I'll share all that information out for you. Again, Christopher's got a ton of great stuff on his blogs. I mean, I love reading his blogs. Again, and they're more than just, it, it says Marathon Youth Ministry, but it's more so than, I love mm -hmm. getting the leadership lessons out of uh, out of your blog posts. So, thanks. Um, it's it's great. Well, Chris, as always, it's great uh, having you on. Uh, when this goes live, your Yankees will be in the playoffs and hopefully your Giants will be playing well with Saquon Barkley and stuff. So we'll see what happens. That's very mature of you. And, and you know, uh, if anyone ever doubts, Tom is a man of integrity and uh, so forth, because uh, although sometimes he roots for the Yankees, I know it's hard with the Nationals being where they are. Um, and, uh, you know, hey, uh, I'll I'll be at least you're not an Eagles fan. I'll say that. So there, there you go. go. Thank you. I, I'm not an <laughs> Eagles fan and I'm not a commander's fan. either. Yeah. Commanders, whatever that is these days. So yeah, yeah. Exactly. It'll, it'll change again, probably soon. <laughs> yeah. Well, Chris, as always, it's great having you on. Thanks so much for being with me today. Hey, no problem, Tom. All right. So what did you think of the interview? What stood out to you? What was an area that Christopher was talking about that maybe encouraged you or challenged you? I know I was challenged uh, in it as well. So I would love to hear from you. Share below or on Twitter at TA Pounder. You can even tag Christopher as well. I've got all his stuff in the show notes. So definitely check that out. But tag us. We would love to continue this conversation online so that we can grow as leaders. We're re we really do need to grow as leaders. We cannot be stagnant at all with where we're at. We need to keep on growing in different ways. And these four areas were awesome. And I hope you were challenged and encouraged in it today. So again, put in the comment section or hit us up on Twitter. We'd love to carry on this conversation. All right, here's thanks so much for joining me. As always, if you enjoyed the podcast, go to uh, the church.digital. You can get it there every single week along with my blogs and other podcasts and resources that the church.digital offers. Or you can just subscribe to it at YouTube. Uh, you can go to uh, Apple and Spotify as well. We've got it all there and we'd love for you to subscribe to it. So you get these every time they come out. All right, here is why I hope you have a great rest of your day, a great rest of your week. Until next time, have a great one.